Welcome to Piloting the Pilots, a podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of small screen or crash and burn. This week we've watched a big screen movie. Big screen. Or it would have been big screen. It was a big screen. Was it? I think it made it. I think it made it in or the Or are theaters closed? Uh, no, I think this one was actually in theaters. Oh, okay. Big actually... screen movie is what we did. My name is Aaron. With me as always is my baby blue eyes, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? I'm doing fantastic. How, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm okay. You're okay? <laughs> now, yeah. I think we should establish right here at the top, uh, we need to get into this movie because there is We've a got lot. a lot to talk about. This could be a two-parter. But it's not going to be. <laughs> because because I, I'm going to... If we don't get to everything, we don't get to everything. If we don't get to everything, we don't get to everything. Yeah. I have a lot to say about it. We should get into yeah. it. Should we... Are we going to spoil this? No. No, we're not going to spoil the ending. We're not going to spoil I will the say ending. I was disappointed with the ending. Yes. Because the first ending, you're like, this is great. And yeah. then it keeps going and it just ruins it. Yeah. But we'll let you figure it out. It's one thing. I was thinking to myself, I was like, it, there's one thing spoiling a show that's 30 years old. Yes. It's quite another spoiling a movie that's only three months old. This, 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 well, no, this movie came out, uh, I can jump to that, okay. December 18th, 2020. Okay. So this would have been just before the pandemic. Oh, okay. Wait, no. Yeah, that would have been this year. Yeah, that was this year. That would have been the year. That, of the well, still, it's only a few months old, so I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we should spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. If you have HBO Max, you can get a free trial of HBO yeah. Max. You can watch it easily. Right. That or way. you can wait till it comes to a, like another station for free or whatever. Or rent it or whatever. Uh, rent it. I would. I, okay. I, <laughs> I would not I pay money for I this. I would not pay cash money <laughs> no. for this. No. 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 no, no. Um, do you want to give us a show synopsis real quick? Yeah, of course. A family struggles for survival in the face of a cataclysmic natural disaster. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is it natural? Is it is well, a comet hitting the planet? Well, we're going to have natural? to talk about our alien theory. Oh, my God. That, that, there was a big <laughs> bummer for us when we realized this wasn't aliens. <laughs> I was deeply upset. Uh, this movie starts, stars <laughs> Gerard Butler as John Garrity. He was in The Phantom of the Opera and <laughs> Gods of Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, oh, wasn't he also in that other shitty uh, Greek uh, uh, 300, movie? 300. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yes, and it is also the shitty, Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Marina Baccarin. Baccarin? Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, could, I always thought it things. was Baccarin. I think Baccarin. But maybe it's not. I could be wrong. Ninety percent of the time. My heartfelt apology to her if I am mispronouncing it. (laughs) I'm sure she's used to it. She is Allison Garrity. She was in Dead the Deadpool movies and in Gotham. Mm -hmm. We have Roger Dale Floyd as Nathan Garrity. He was in Doctor Sleep, and which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it was a sequel to uh, The Shining. I don't know if you knew that. Ah. Uh, it's got uh, Ewan McGregor in it. Yeah, yeah, might have to watch it. I, yeah, we have it, so you can watch it. <laughs> and he's also in Stargirl. We have Scott Glenn. I just added him because he was next on the list on IMDb. He plays Dale. And oh, I, that's their dad. That's that's her dad. 
Oh, right. Yeah, because he's in Silence of the Lambs. Of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, and I said, he gonna die. He gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> this was released December 18th, 2020. The number one song was All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. And number... I can't believe that can still be a number one song, even though it's been out for 30 years. Am I right? Is this when this was released? Did I not do this? Because it says the number one movie was Monster Hunter. So this was released and wasn't even the number one movie. <laughs> <laughs> Monster Hunter beat this? Wait, isn't that the one with uh, Mila Hovavich? Mila Hovavich. I've got to watch that. Yeah, I think it's on a streaming channel. I don't know if we have it. Though. i got to figure it out. I love Mila Hovavich. Yes. We want to give you your predictions for Greena Land. Of course. These are my expectations. Our hero will defy all odds and save those he loves while loads of others will die in a massive earthquake that spawns volcanoes, Ooh. which then spawn storms and flooding and looters. Ooh, looters. They're definitely uh, looters. There's always looters. There's a looters. Always looters. You got the good looters and the bad yeah. looters. Now, I didn't know it was a comet. I thought it was an earthquake. Yeah, we, you, you had know, no idea what we I were getting no into. I had no idea what we were getting into. My, I said, a terrible thing is going to happen happen in all life on earth oh a terrible thing wow really pinpointed that honey (laughs) and all life on earth will perish unless gerard butler punches it in the nuts (laughs) which he does and he saves everyone except for dale dale doesn't have a last name and he's screwed (laughs) your sounds way better than the movie wow that movie wow okay are we doing facts first maybe we should do facts first before we start talking about this Yes, I think you're you're correct on that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, one thing I should say about this movie is very, very little of it actually takes place in Greenland. Yeah, I don't know why it's called Greenland. And I felt like, I mean, I'm sure someone could tell me where. I feel like I've done facts on uh, mass extinction yes. level events before. Yes, so I didn't want to, like, rehash what I've right. already done. Yeah, this is another mass extinction level event. Yes, it goes yeah. comet hitting the Earth. So, a malevolent. <laughs> um... So I instead did some research on the mysterious nation of Greenland. <laughs> okay, even though it's not really about Greenland. <laughs> well, it was once potentially our 51st state ah. until people stopped Trump from buying Greenland. You know what? <laughs> I might have supported that. The only thing he could have done. The only been, thing he could have done. Because it was just balls crazy enough. To that be I would like, be like, sure, why not? Okay. Okay. I'm down with this. Yeah, no, we can't get we can't get DC or Puerto Rico, but sure, Greenland. Greenland, why? sure. Why not? I don't mind that. Uh, so I got some of the mythology of Greenland. I like some balls crazy ideas. <laughs> Sometimes they're interesting. Not trying to distract Change you from it all up my a notch. <laughs> I know, right? He's a magician. Look over here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I got some mythology from Greenland. Okay. It's very boring mythology. <laughs> oh no, look at that face. Okay. I wish you guys could have seen that face. <laughs> well, the first person I have to talk about is Sedna, who is the goddess of sea and marine life in Inuit cosmology. Okay. She was the daughter of Anguta, mm-hmm. who, being dissatisfied with the suitors her father brought before her, yeah. married a dog. Oh, wow. (laughs) Those must have been the worst dudes ever for you to be like, you know what? I prefer this damn dog. (laughs) This this douche with his pop's collar and his monster energy drinks. I'm not marrying him. I'm marrying Fido. And wow, easy on the cologne. (laughs) His axe effect. Uh, This ended up pissing off her father. uh, Yeah, yeah, gee, really? That he hauled her out onto a kayak. and, And drowned her. And threw her out to sea. 
Okay. But as she is being, like, hurled out... The dog comes out and saves her. She legolas, like, grabs onto the side of the the kayak. Okay. And she's gripping on there. Wow. And so he, like, saws off her fingers one by one. What? Yes. Wow. Okay. Eventually, you know, got, like it's like a Tweety Bird. She's down to her pinky <laughs> finger pinky. holding on. Oh, my God. And he cut off her last pinky, and she plunges into the abyss. Oh, my God. This... And the killer whales eat her. Because she's bleeding profusely. No, no, no. This is before, this is pre-killer whales. Oh. You see, her fingers become the marine life. They become the seals and the whales. Oh, wow. And she goes down. She's miraculous. Into the, the abyss. And she's a little angry. A little. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Having your dad try to kill you might do that um, to you. But she also helped people because the seals and the whales and the walruses of her fingers became the things that the people ate. Yeah. But basically, and there's a, there's lots of variations on her story, but they all pretty much agree. Her father threw her into the water, wow. cut off her fingers. Her fingers became this, the sea life. Oh, my God. She's also said to be married to a sculpin, not just the dog, but like mm. a sculpin, which is a kind of fish. So I, she's really into animals. Really into animals. Okay. Okay. She is the goddess of hunters and a bit of a fickle goddess. Hmm. When you're going fishing, you would like throw objects, offerings to her in the like sea. Fingers, <laughs> maybe <laughs> fish hooks, kind of stuff that like she would need. And then she would get upset if she if the balance of life got right weird. She would neglect her hygiene and let her hair become long and tangled, which would capture all the sea creatures, which are her fingers, <laughs> <laughs> and that would bring like about a famine. Uh. Uh-huh. Unless someone went out, a shaman went out into the ocean and combed her hair to placate her. Okay, what is her hair in the ocean? What is it? I don't know. Is it, it actual it hair? Seaweed? Is it seaweed? I don't know. They like no one really explained that to okay. me. And I've read her story in multiple places, and I don't right. really know. Like, does the shaman just go underwater and go like, "I did it"? Like, <laughs> like what is he combing out? I don't really know. Okay. To this day, uh-huh. children in Greenland will come go to the ocean and they will shout out in Greenlandish. What did he speak in Greenland? A Greenlandish. <laughs> okay. uh, Mother of the sea, show your wrath at the ocean. Yeah, right? Wow. Would, you know, I don't think you should egg this woman on. She's nuts. And then they will go uh, cl- as close to the ocean as possible. And then when the waves are coming, they run away. It's like her <laughs> trying to grab them. After like, okay, and it, it seems to be a lot in like Greenland folklore of like taunting the deities. Wow. <laughs> In recent years, she has become a symbol against global warming and pollution because right, if that she's balance, of the sea and yeah, the balance, yeah, and that balance gets upset. So, so she's okay. still respected. Also, at the same time, uh, we have the Northern Lights, which you see in in uh, Greenland. But if you're ever in Greenland and you see the Northern Lights, there's one thing you should not do: try to lick them. Don't lick them. Okay. And I know you don't like being told what not to do, <laughs> but what you don't want to do uh-huh. is whistle. At the Northern Lights. I'm going to whistle at the Northern Lights. You are 1,000%. (laughs) You will actually maybe get yelled at by Greenlanders. What? If you do that. Because they believe that the Northern Lights were the spirits of their ancestors and the spirits of stillborn babies dancing in the sky. What? Which is pretty dark. (laughs) And it's said that if you whistle, you're actually drawing them closer to you. So you're inviting ghosts. Yeah, you're inviting these spirits to you. And if they get too close, they will snatch off your head and play soccer with it. Well, I guess that rule counts for something then. I might follow that one. I do respect Greenland that they, like, are like, don't do this. But it's like, 
but kind of do it. But you kind of want Because if you want to show how tough you are, yeah. you kind of like are mocking like these like <laughs> supernatural beings. Yeah. There's a kind of toughness there. I like right. it. I like it. Then we have, oh, I'm never going to say this right. I, I, I watched a video where they were talking about it, but I didn't write phonetically how you say this. Okay. One. So it's a Aerovarsnik. <laughs> sure. And she was said to be a sometimes beautiful woman, sometimes ugly crone. Mm-hmm. Who lived in the woods by themselves and lured travelers to their Oh, my box. God. That's my future. This is it. <laughs> this is this it. Is it. Okay. I found my keep, dream job. Keep going. This is... I found it. Actually, this is it. This research actually sometimes comes from beautiful woman. Yeah, sometimes beautiful woman. Sometimes old crone. I'm here. But... This is me. I live in the cabin <laughs> in the woods, and I lure people to their deaths. I think you should have laughed harder at my monster.com joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I, I know who I am. Yeah, that was... I'm honest with the me inside. <laughs> there was a, um, her whole deal mm-hmm. was that she would try to make you laugh. <laughs> and she would like play drums all like goofy like oh, yeah, while like staring yeah. in your eyes. Nice. And if you even showed the hint of a smile. She's gotcha. She leap at you. Gotcha. Oh my God. This is me. And she pull this out is your my future. Li- she pull out your liver and your intestines. Hell yeah. And then at the same time, remember Sculpin? Yeah. This fish? Yeah. She has a couple of sculpin that she hangs from her groin. Mm. And they would swing like a pendulum <laughs> like she, as she walks. You still interested in this? Fuck yeah. <laughs> and my thing is, like, it seems pretty easy to avoid. <laughs> Just don't go I'm under like, the woods and listen to drums. <laughs> listen to drums and see a woman with, like, fish hanging from her vagina. <laughs> don't talk to that woman. <laughs> Like, you might want to run. <laughs> like, even if she's not a witch, just don't go near that person. <laughs> Your survival depends on it. Wait, I want to check this wait, out. Wait, let wait, me wait. get a closer look. <laughs> Perfect. This seems dangerous, but we're the type of people who yell but at come on. ocean goddesses. There's a fish hanging out of her vagina. <laughs> Let's get a closer look. Um, and once, <laughs> once she gutted you, she would put your intestines in a large dish, and which she could call to Make her. Make them so. into sausages. Well, how do you, you can survive this scenario. How do you survive it? What do you do? You roll your guts back inside and run. Pretty close. <laughs> you have to eat your own intestines okay. before she has a chance to fry them up. And if you can do that, you can get away. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you better be hungry. Interesting. What's that one form of torture where they remove your guts by twirling them up on this bit kind of thing? Uh, what is this? Uh, what is that called? Right. I, I keep it's, seeing it's, it's, it in I, my head. I'm just seeing evisceration in my head. But I don't no, think no. They official. pull out your guts and they can roll it up while you're still like alive. Like saltwater taffy? Like saltwater taffy, yeah. And they keep rolling out <laughs> your guts. And it's a form of torture and you stay alive, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, yeah. Oh, you can live yeah. for a little bit. Depending on what they're doing. But I forget what it's called. I don't know. But that's if all I'm seeing. anyone knows, let us know. But that's all I'm seeing every right. time I think of it. And this. then you just put it in the other side and you just, you just shove it down. You just shove it, shove it down. It's like a cycle. Okay, then we got the two. Machine with cogs. <laughs> the next, I have a lot actually of this, but we got the Acusic, which are Greenland zombies who would come about if you desecrate a grave or if you died with a lot of hatred in your heart. Well, don't desecrate any graves. Uh, the <laughs> hatred, I can't help you with. <laughs> if you did so, there was a chance you'd come back as one. Mm. And basically, you well. would crawl after people. You would have no forearms. You just have, like, up to your elbows. And they crawl really fast at you, which I think is a very unnerving Ew. sight. 
And these are actually supposed to attack at night, and they're used Ew. today to, like, warn people. Like, there's certain areas you shouldn't go in at night. Okay. So, or otherwise, these, like, armless zombies right. will crawl after you and get we you. We should go in there. <laughs> we should totally go to Greenland. Okay. And we'll find these zombies. Here's the next thing. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> what is that thing? That... It looks kind of happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a walrus coming out of his junk. <laughs> Sure, that's not like one of those fishes coming out <laughs> for the crone. Could be. <laughs> this is the Tupelik, which are kind of, uh, they're Greenland's version of like a voodoo doll. Okay. Uh, it was made of animal parts and sometimes people parts, hmm. whatever was left over. And there's these <laughs> little creepy figurines, uh-huh. which spells were then cast over them, which would imbue them with life. Okay. At which point they suckled on the genitals of the person who created them. Mm-hmm. And I want to say they specifically said genitals or breasts if you're a woman. So mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. it's not like genitals are being used for like right. mammary glands. Mm-hmm. They mean specifically genitals. All right. So you make one of these things and like stuff it down there. Okay. And once they had grown fat. So is that why its mouth is open wide? Here? I, gu- I guess okay. so. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> once it had grown fat on your genital fluids. Gross. <laughs> It was then placed in a river, which, thank you, please, <laughs> wash me off. I'm pissed off. I was too black. And a shaman, would, a shaman, sorry, would tell them who it wanted to attack. Okay. However, if your rationale for creating it was unjust. Wait, so basically you have to come all over this thing. Yes. <laughs> Once you, wa- you do that. You wash it in the river. You wash it in the river and then be like, okay, here's the person you have to kill. Yes, yes. And then it would come to life. But if your reason for making it in the first place was, like, not a good, pure place. Okay, I'm sorry. But if you're trying to commit murder, (laughs) that's not a good, pure place to start with. But if, like, someone had wronged you, say someone had killed, like, a family member of yours, you could create a tuplex to kill them. But that's still not coming out of a pure place. No, I guess not. (laughs) Murder is never a pure thing, even if justified. Well, I guess the tuplex have their own levels of judging these things. Clearly. But if they figured that you were unjust, it could be turned against the maker and it would kill you. Ah. And well, the, I'm not doing this then. And in the the modern-ish era, mm-hmm. when people started to come to Greenland again after, like, like right. whalers and stuff, when they started showing up there, Tupelec figurines were thought of as really trendy and cool. Okay. And that's what started, like, Greenland's, like, first foray into, like, trade with the rest of the world was these little little weird Figures. Yeah, I want one. Yeah, they're pretty cool though, right? Yeah, they're creepy. Alright, got one last one. Alright. I'm gonna see how you feel about this one. Okay. Because to me it sounds very familiar. Oh no. We got the Kvitik. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Okay. Kvitik. They're haunted ghost men that wander through the wilderness of Greenland. And people believe in this to this day. Yeah. And it's actually kind of true. It is because of this many Greenlanders fear to travel inland. And if they must, they only do so in groups. Mm. Because, like, it's a very harsh environment in Greenland. Yeah. In, when you go closer inland, you want to stay towards the edges. Right. It, it's not just, like, the superstitious, like, hicks that believe this. Like, everybody believes Everybody this. believes it. Uh, and so, but if you ever do need to, like, go inland, mm-hmm. you're encouraged to bring stuff to... to appease them? To like appease whiskey, them, trade, rum. Matchsticks, yeah. needles, thread, because they live out in the wild. <laughs> oh, right. It, it's basically based on fact. Mm-hmm. Back in the good old days of Greenland, a town survival depended on people being able to pull their weight. Right. 
so if you were deemed unable to do so, so if you committed a serious crime, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. But also if you had any kind of mental or emotional special needs, mm-hmm. you were also probably could be thrown out. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. And basically these people were thrown out into the wild. So you're kind of sending like unstable people right. out into the wild. Okay. And the climate's so harsh that if you were able to survive that, you were considered like supernatural. Oh, God. So if you ever had to go inland and you saw these people who are very hungry mm. and very, very aggressive, mm. you could be attacked. Yeah. So, so basically, the reason why I like this one is it's very Wendigo-esque to me. Yeah, this is terrifying. <laughs> I was actually, like, not cool with this, honey. <laughs> I was not cool with that. Should we go back to Tupelik, the little genital creature? I was not cool with that one. Sorry, so, but that's a little smattering of Greenland mythology. Nice, nice. I'm not laughing at their mythology. I think it's very cool, I think it makes them cooler than I thought they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I thought they were kind of boring. (laughs) But But now I find out they're quite interesting. Man, they have, like, some good imaginations over there. Yeah, exactly. So, let's talk about Greenland the movie. The movie that has nothing to do with Greenland, really. Oh, Except it, for, like, the last three minutes. The really? last three minutes, you don't really get to but see it. But it's a two-hour movie. Two-hour movie. So, it, yeah. I think we wanted to call it Blockade. Yeah, <laughs> because, we, like, every five minutes there is a new traffic jam. Well, I think <laughs> the title card came up and your first thing is, like, you said, like, more like suck land. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, yeah, it should be called Blockade because, like, there are, like, no less than five blockades in this movie. Like, I thought Greenland really came off, like, the Jupiter's legacy mm. of disaster movies. Yeah. Dis- disaster movies should be fun. Yeah. Can we can we agree yeah. on that? Yes. Okay. The gold standard of disaster movies is, and this is fact. Yes, this is fact. Dante's Peak. Okay. This Dante's is Peak. not an opinion. This I is thought you fact. Were, I thought you were going to say the day after tomorrow. Well, okay. That's, that comes up close <laughs> that's a, second. That's a silver that's standard. That. That's a silver standard. Gold standard is Dante's Peak, and I compare every disaster movie to that one. Yeah. This one, I'm sorry to say, it just it just fell short. Yeah. And I, I think it's because of all of the tinting that they used in it. You had so much magenta tinting <laughs> and orange tinting that I was like, I can't, I can't get behind this. This doesn't feel real to me. It doesn't feel, well, well immediately I clocked that this was filmed in Georgia. Immediately. So that sucks. Because like, you're like, first... hey, that's, that's this road in Griffin. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> I know that place. I'm like judging their their route out of town. Yeah. I'm like, wait, why are they? Why they yeah. should take the perimeter around? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they got to their first blockade, and you're like, I know a workaround. <laughs> well, I'm like, why are they coming through I-20? Yeah. Like that's so dumb. <laughs> Don't go through downtown. Go around. <laughs> and even then, you can get there's a workaround. You yeah, there's a workaround. You should know the the routes. It, but it was all like you said, it was all blue tinted, and it yeah. was just like, magenta tinted to show that kind of. Uh, the family strife that seems to come hand in hand with disaster movies. Yes. Why do all disaster movies have to show some kind of like this family dysfunction or estrangement? Because, Why is that like a metaphor for disaster uh, movies? Because then eventually you have to come together at the end in order to survive. Because uh, it's like at the end of the world. Yeah. It's like the end of your personal world mm-hmm. and then the end and of the, the end greater of the literal world. world. Yeah. But it's like every single one has mm-hmm. that. It's so weird. Like I really that noticed it this is time. the standard trope. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. every time you if you're going to write a disaster that. movie, yeah. somebody did something terrible. Yeah. This time it was Gerard Butler cheated on his wife, exactly. which you don't find out until oh, three quarters of the movie. We theater. will talk about this later. <laughs> I've got some issues here that needs to be discussed with that. But um, yeah, you always have to have like somewhat of a sick kid. Mm-hmm. Always. It doesn't matter 
yeah. what they have. They have to be sick at some point. You have to have an estranged parent mm-hmm. who you have to go save. Yes. Who doesn't want to leave their cabin. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Dante's Peak. Gold standard. Or, or um, <laughs> oh, Deep Impact had that mm-hmm. same situation mm-hmm. where, like, and it was so fun. Can we talk about that part? Yeah, really yeah, quick? yeah. Let's talk about that part. Okay, so <laughs> they're both trying to get to, through a series of events that have been separated, uh-huh. they do not take good care of this child. Oh, my God. They are the worst parents. They neglect, like, even they after. They have the dumbest ideas of how to take care of their kid. And they and like even after like terrible things happen, this mm-hmm. child is kidnapped at one point. Yeah. And they do not have this child glued to their hip at all times. After they're like, yeah, you just go ahead. Dude, go the first comment comes down. I can swear to you, those boys are going to be wrapped around me with duct tape. Yeah, you are not to leave my sight ever. Ever. But um, but they're both trying to get in separate fashions. They're trying to get to Knoxville to get to. Um, whatever the wife's name is. Uh, what's her name? I don't know. Anora's dad. Anora, Anora from Firefly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get to Anora's dad in Firefly. And they're like, uh, we got to get to Canada because we're going to go to Canada to get to Greenland. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and, and at one point, the, the dad, Anora's dad is in the wood shop. Yeah. And Gerard Butler comes in and he's like, they have a whole conversation about his infidelity. Yeah. And then he's like, you should come with us, Dad. Yeah. And then you and I both yeah. at the same time was like, I, I think I was like, I can't because my wife died here. Yeah. And you were like, you're like, Mary lived here. I can't leave it. Yeah. And then the, the wife's name was f***ing Mary. And that's exactly <laughs> what's happening. Yeah, he goes, Mary went to heaven here. I'm not leaving. <laughs> we both <laughs> died. <laughs> You that's a level of predictability that's beyond. Not only did we catch the situation, you got the exact name of the <laughs> character they were going to use for that situation. That's crazy. It that's was, the level of predictability. That's where we're going with this. Yeah. And like I was saying about Jupiter's Legacy, it's like, it's kind of like this movie was set up like, what if it really happened? Yeah. Well, so, so it's sucking a lot of the fun out of the disaster yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like Jupiter's Legacy, and it's not very good either. Right, exactly. Like, it bothered me that our main threat is a sky threat. You know, it's it's coming from outer space. And and I was like, it's been 45 minutes, and not one character has looked at the sky yet. Yep, yeah. And then finally, that's why I clocked the time, because Mm -hmm. that's when someone does finally look at the sky Mm -hmm. and go, oh, my God, look at all these freaking meteors coming down from the sky. I'm like, your eyes would be glued to What kind of disaster movie is not... Does that have you focused on the disaster? Yeah, exactly. It, it didn't make any kind of sense to me. And there's so many other things that didn't make sense. Like, the news reporters are still reporting after a global-level extinction. Uh, People are still doing their jobs. Jobs, right up into the end. Like, and I understood the military. At one point, the military is like, or one person in the military yeah. is like, 99% of us are not going. We're here as volunteers. And I'm like, okay. So you left your families behind to make sure these rich-ass white people are getting to safety? Oh, you. I I thought this was like a real real illustration of the chronic loneliness of America. (laughs) How many people are like able to just like, I don't have anybody. Because there's doctors there and everything. And it's like, you all must be completely lonely, have no family whatsoever. Because in in a crisis like this, you can bet I don't give a shit about my work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can bet I've already found bunkers for us. Yes. Like, there's there's no way I'm I mean, out running and about. I mean, you would be the bad guy in a movie like this. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, would, I would. You would 100% be a Yes, I would already have guns. Yeah. I would already have my arsenal. Mm-hmm. I would already be making sure that I'm getting everything for my kids. I think another real problem I had with this movie was its perspective on a single family, too. Because mm. usually when you have um, like a disaster movie, you usually have a very multicultural, international mm-hmm. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing what's happening in different places throughout. So maybe we're not following one family. Yeah. Direct- you have probably like your prime guy. Yeah. You're like your dude. You got Dennis Quaid in mm-hmm. the, the Day After Tomorrow, and he's trying to yeah. get with his daughter because yeah. they're estranged. Yeah. But no, his son. His Oh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's Hell right. yeah. Yeah. He's trying to get to Jake Gyllenhaal. But then you also have... Um, What's his name? Bilbo Baggins right. at home over in mm-hmm. England, and he's dealing with yep. stuff. And, and it makes it more action-y. Yeah. You can only have so much happen to one, one person. Fan. One, and th- then know? when the things do happen, it becomes ridiculous, because even if it's happening globally, mm-hmm. the fact that things are just, like, following this family like yeah. a rain cloud is weird. Mm-hmm. There's one point they're at a blockade where, <laughs> <laughs> where they're listening to the radio, which is on and off. Like, sometimes it works. Sometimes yeah. one station's still playing music. They're like, Apparently, we're going down. We're, we're going down with Motown. <laughs> baby <laughs> and um and it cuts in and it's like uh, molten debris is falling from the sky in, in new- upstate new york and, and she-, she goes isn't that where we are Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and it happens it was instant it was so funny how uh, it was like exactly where they were mm-hmm. but yeah you're right the the, the whole power grid stayed up yeah. it was really frustrating because there was no consistency no. On it. i mean they even kind of call it out at one point mm-hmm. where he's trying to text his wife the text doesn't go through and then hours later the text does go yeah. through. but the phones still work yeah electricity is still working yep. mm-hmm. you know the newscasters are still broadcasting oh yeah big time like it's not even like everything's still going and in fact they know all of these secret headquarters the news reporters are like, hey, all of these special people chosen need to go to all of these different Air Force bases. Yes. And, of course, that means the people who haven't been chosen are going to go there. Yeah, it, and then they're like, but there's also bunkers in Greenland that you need to get to for your safety. Yeah. But they won't allow just anybody. Now, now is the bunker where he would have gone? Yes, had, had, that, had the planes gone. Because by the end, so, so the thing is, there's like a lottery, like a Shirley Jackson lottery type deal, <laughs> where certain people, based on your profession, get mm-hmm. to go in. And he happens to be a structural engineer, yeah. which puts him in like, he's He's, he's necessary. Chosen. He's one of the necessary <laughs> ones. And he gets to bring his family. Yeah. However, their kid is diabetic and they don't want anyone with any kind of uh, illnesses. illnesses. Even though in the news report later about Greenland, they're like, they're fully stocked with medicine. Yeah. Of all kinds. Yeah. Well, then why did you turn them away? That so, doesn't make any sense if you already have fully stocked insulin. Yeah. You, th- like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was so many stuff like that that was just, like, mm-hmm. it was convenient for yep. the plot for them to not be able to get in. Yep. And then, like, they, they set up this whole situation where there's only so much room. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of... Oh, can I say... Well, I guess they get to Greenland. They get to Greenland. Where they get to the bunkers and they're just like, everybody in! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> and it's not people no. who have special jobs. It's no. just people who have the wherewithal to get to Greenland. To get there. And they're just like, get on in! And yeah. I'm like, I thought the whole point of having a lottery is there's like a finite amount of space yeah. and supplies. Yes. Doesn't matter at Doesn't the end. matter at the end. They're Doesn't just like, matter. Everybody in there. Oh, I can't say what happens. Yeah. But, um, so that was really weird. It was really yeah. frustrating to yeah. be like, Okay, what's the point? Because it didn't then? make any kind of sense. Well, and then there's the whole situation. Okay, so what happens is they they travel poorly mm-hmm. from North Atlanta mm-hmm. across I-20 to the <laughs> 8575 South, so they can go to Warner Robins. <laughs> so, 
I still think it's a bad choice, but mm-hmm. that's the that's them. They get yeah. stuck in traffic. I wouldn't have. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, you would have gotten <laughs> us there in record time. So they get down to Warner Robins and they get flagged because she blabs that her son. I mean, needs it's, insulin, and it's not on any records. Well, or anything. what pisses me off too is they leave their son's insulin medicine in the car. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back and get it. Yes. And she's like, okay, that's fine. And then he takes off and he's like, you know what? We could just use the shots. Yes. So I, so you had it anyway, but yet you separate during a mass extinction level event. Yes. To get something you don't even need. Like you're going to have plenty of time to get to this thing. Yeah. And, and then she goes up to a cop or MP or yeah. whatever, someone, a military person, mm-hmm. and is like, well, my son has insulin or has yeah. diabetes. He's like, whoa. Whoa, you're not allowed on. So so they have these like wristbands that they have to wear yeah. to be allowed into wherever they get to go. Mm-hmm. And they are now flagged to say that they cannot go because yeah. he has medical issue. Mm-hmm. And now they're separated. And then for most of the movie, people are trying to get their wristbands that don't work. That don't work. And, and they... Like, so Gerard uh, Anora, Butler, Anora and yeah. Gerard Butler are like clinging to these bands, yeah. like we need them, and it's like, give no. it to them. Who cares? Who cares? You're not getting Gerard anywhere. Gerard Butler literally kills somebody over a wristband that That's doesn't work. work. That's already been flagged that this will not work. It will not work. It will not work for him. It will not work. It will not work for someone who's pretending and to be him. And then these other people kidnap her son for wristbands that don't work. And guess what happens? They get caught. And they get caught because that kid is flagged. You're not allowed in. And and Anora tells them that. Yeah. She's yeah. like, it's not even going to work. And it's you're not even like, well, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, I understand the desperation. Right. But like, but I'd be like, here, take my f***ing band. Yeah, then. yeah. If I were Gerard Butler, because yeah. Gerard Butler, at this point, we know he's not leaving without his family. Yeah. And he knows that his family can't go. Yeah. So that band is worthless to him. Worthless. So you might as well just be like, here, good luck with that. Yeah, because they're clearly not listening to you that it's worthless. And you, rather than create a whole incident, mm-hmm. everything that happens yeah. is their Fault. Their fault. Every great tragedy yeah. that happens in this movie <laughs> is Gerard Butler's direct responsibility <laughs> for his actions. For First, sure. <laughs> they get separated. He he does not know that they have been flagged at this point. Yeah. And his wife and his kid have been, are, and he's yeah. like, he's trying to figure out, like, what plane are they on? Yeah. Whatever. And then he figures it out at the last second. And some guy is like, hey, uh, why are you allowed to have that insulin? Yeah. My sister wasn't allowed to bring her kid because she yeah. was diabetic. And he's like, oh, they're not they're not on a yeah. plane. So he's like, stop the plane, stop the gotta plane. Gotta get off the plane. He stopped the plane, which delays them long enough mm-hmm. that the entire plane ends up exploding because <laughs> there's a riot. Yeah. Had they been able to just go, yeah. those planes would be okay. Yeah. Those people would be okay. Yep. Now multiple people are dead. Exactly. <laughs> then, because he hoards that wristband, yeah. he creates another incident mm-hmm. where there's a huge car accident. There's like a barroom yep. brawl on the back of a... Tons of people die. And he could have given to him at any at any point, point. I would be like, sure, here you dumb shit. Another plane incident. Yeah, he delays them. Yep. So he can get on this plane, which yeah. he did have a funny, well, the one funny scene where he was lying about his weight. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was hilarious. Because like he says 180, and we're like, oh, you are not 180, no, no. No, you are not. (laughs) No offense, but you are not 180. For sure, no. And then it starts rising 180, 190, 210, 220. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, they can't get on this, like, little, like, prop plane because they have to conserve weight. There's, like, and the pilot's, like, uh, we're already at capacity. I'll take take a kid. Yeah, he even gets him, like, take the kid. And he's like, no, you're going to take my wife. And he's like, okay, I'll take your wife. And then, but that's it. And then she's like, no, you got to take him too. Yeah. 
And so they just get on. But it causes a delay. Because of that delay, <laughs> when they get to Greenland, yeah. they are still in the air when the first shockwave shock hits. Yeah. Had they not delayed them... <laughs> the pilots would be alive. The pilots would still be alive. <laughs> That's what I said. Our hero will get everyone else killed in order to save the ones he loved. <laughs> <laughs> he, his, and then he like has the nerve, his the yeah. gall after that to be like, I'm the leader of this expedition. <laughs> I know. You go, well, who made you leader? <laughs> I'm like, you just murdered those. That guy would be alive if it wasn't for you. <laughs> uh, you specifically, it was sir. great stuff. It was great stuff. Florida took a lot of beating. Yeah. Uh, and noticed a lot of craters on liberal states. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for sure. Only the upper middle class white people were chosen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Well, they do make a like a, a comment at that one point. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It did seem weirdly, mm. again, racist. Yeah. With who was being picked to go um, on this thing. <laughs> um, oh, and I did say at one point the blue tinting yeah. that was throughout the movie. I'm like, we live in Georgia. It's not blue here. I promise no, you no. it's not blue. I was like, this whole thing is filmed like an antidepressant commercial. <laughs> Like he's going to take like some pill and everything's going to get bright and sunny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and then we should really talk about, because you and I jog. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I will, okay. <laughs> okay. Let me let me give my health history here, guys. I'm in good shape, like mm-hmm. really good shape. And I only have one working lung. Yeah. There's only so far I can get while jogging yeah. before I die from lack of oxygen. Right, right, right. This woman apparently <laughs> trains to jog miles she's a day. Like, and, and she tells her, uh, tells him, like, oh, I just got done with my five-mile jog, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she's, like, totally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> I can't breathe. But anyway, <laughs> she's, <laughs> so she's fine with that. But then when they kick her out of the car in order to kidnap her son, mm-hmm. she just stands there looking around. Me, with my one lung, would have been running. Would after- run until I f***ing die trying to get my kids back. There were so many times when she needed to be in a place faster. Yeah, faster. And she was, like, walking. She and I'm was like, walking. Why did you establish Chekhov's yeah. treadmill at the yes, beginning of the exactly. movie? If she's not going to be that running. she's a long-distance endurance runner. Like, there's a the moment at the end where they're all running away, mm-hmm. and they're, like, dragging their child. And I'm like, pick up that child and f***ing sprint. Yeah, I, like, I would have already broken my kids' arms, dragging them so f- Fast. I'm like, you are, you, we have established that you are a mm-hmm. runner. Yeah. Why aren't you running ever? Exactly. Oh, and we, we, we have to do a little psychological test with you. Oh, too. no. Oh, no. So at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> they're having a, 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 a barbecue. Yeah. I'm like, what hell is this? Yeah. What hell? What is holy hell are we living in? And, and while they're having the barbecue, that's when like he gets a text and also on his TV. Yeah, that doesn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe are we not set up for that? <laughs> Do I need to be set up for no, that? No, we don't need to be set up for um, that. Roku comes so, on presidential. So, so they're there with all their neighbors in like big screen on the screen. It says you have been selected from the lottery yeah. to live. Yeah. You know, and all the neighbors are like, whoa. Yeah. What about us? Right. Like, why you? Why? You know, and they all run home to see if they got their messages. Mm-hmm. But he also got it on his cell phone. They're like, it would have come on our cell yeah. phone. Yeah. So they're like, you're, you're only allowed one bag, mm-hmm. some peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> and you, you got to go. So, they, so they're driving out of their thing. And this woman, their neighbor, comes up and she's like, take my daughter. Please just take my daughter. And you and I had a bit of a moment here. Because <laughs> you were like. Where, okay, unfortunately, Gerard, Gerard unfortunately, like, my villainy has rubbed off on you. This is not a good thing. 
What are you talking about? I said take the girl. No, you did not. I, no, you, you did not. You were the one who was saying drive. You were like, drive Gerard Butler, run him over. You have to run them over. And I said, take the little girl. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, but they won't let the little girl in because she doesn't have a band. Yeah. So you would just be taking the little girl from the mother. At least the mother would have peace of mind that her daughter might be okay. She won't be. The little girl will not be okay. You will be, that little girl will be left with a bunch of strangers in the middle of nowhere at the end of her life. She would be much better off dying with her mother with someone she loves and trusts than just be left in the middle of a military prison. She's not going to a military. The female will take them in. There's a whole female Oh, tent. there's a female that will take them in, is <laughs> there? Oh, female. <laughs> I just said female. What? I don't Oh, and by like the that. way, and by the way, FEMA was not even set up until an hour into the, the movie. So you don't know FEMA would have taken that little girl. I would have I would have brought the little girl with the hope of um I I would, with the hope of like, hey, we got this little girl. No, they're going to be separated. They're going to be separated. This would have just caused tears for everybody. Let us know. Do you, would you would you leave the little girl or would you take the little girl hoping that you could convince them? Be someone? practical here. You don't want to <laughs> separate a kid from their parent. <laughs> run over that damn little girl. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I bring... I wouldn't have run over the, the kid, obviously. Okay. I would have driven around... But, like, you don't want to separate a kid from their parent when you okay. know you can't save that little kid. Moment of reflection here. Of all the neighbors that were converging on their car like zombies. Yeah, it was terrifying. She was the only one with a child. I would have taken both of them then. I'll be like, mm. I'll take you both. You guys can make your case to the to the military while you're there. That way you're not separating her from her. her. Okay. Okay, I can deal with that. That's that's a good that's a good. And like, I can't promise that you're going to make it. Yeah. But I'll bring you. Yeah, that's a good compromise. I can deal with that. Okay, well, we did it. Yeah, we, we did so- it. We solved all of the world's ills. Ta-da! <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, yeah... That... And it's not villainy. But, it's just practicality. But then, like, after that whole moment, the whole lottery scenario just goes out the window. Goes out the window. Everybody's like, if we just get there, if we're going to be fine. If we just get to the Air Force Base, they'll, right. they'll, they'll take us. And they're right. Yeah, they they're do. right. They do. They just take everybody. Yeah, so it's pointless. <laughs> Um, and what I want to know is, how did they have all of these bunkers set up when this comet just appeared on the screens two weeks ago? Is that what they say? And that's, yeah, and that's why we were like, oh, it's an alien weapon. Yeah, because we, okay, we did okay. at one point think that maybe... The second half of the movie was going to be them outrunning aliens. aliens. Like, this was just like the first wave. Yeah. Because they said that the comet came from a different solar system. Yeah, and it just appeared suddenly. Yeah. Like, they couldn't have tracked it or whatever. Sadly, it would have been such a better movie. It was such a, a better movie. I want to watch an alien movie takeover. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about the cheater? The, oh, yeah, we can talk about... Let's talk about... Let's talk about the cheater. Before you even know he cheated on his wife. Yes. It, she's she's letting him back in on a trial run or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. And her door to the bedroom is closed, and he goes, "Guest room it is then." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Do you honestly think she's gonna fuck you right now? Right on the trial well, run? Well, and that yeah, and that's before you find out he's cheated. And that's on her. before you find out she uh, he cheated on her. And then when they're planning their little barbecue, mm-hmm. his Wilson from Home Improvement yeah. is like, "Hey, <laughs> hey you, is, is it, it up or is down? Like, is it hard or not?" And he's like, like, "It's kind of in the middle. Get, it's like a soft heart." So his neighbor knows like. All of their dirty yeah, laundry. It's gross. Like he's like he's it's like gross. And then we find out later that he cheated. And then you and I were like, oh, oh, 
Okay, this isn't just some lover spat here. This yeah. is a big fucking deal. Yeah. And in the car, when they're talking about it, she then goes, well, I guess it's partly my fault, too. Yeah. Excuse me? Did your penis go into that other woman? Yeah. Because, no, it's not your fault. It was, like, so I weird. I was so pissed. It was so weird. Like, it's one thing for her to forgive him. Yeah. It's one thing, like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> we got a comment coming. <laughs> we have a child. Okay, well, you, you made a mistake. I forgive you. Whatever. I don't know how that right. works out. But, like, it was crazy that she took responsibility. For his infidelity. cheating. Yes. Excuse me? You must be glad you're still alive at this point. It was like the movie was like, we have to show they were both at fault. But we... Ding. Your phone's like, wait, I got an idea. <laughs> chiming in. But, like, it felt like the, the movie was trying to, like, justify it. Like, it couldn't be that she just forgave. But, like, yeah. we never saw what she did to make the situation. No. That would even. In fact, in all the flashbacks, she's, like, half super naked. loving, half naked all the time. <laughs> and super loving. Yeah, the kid at one point is, like, <laughs> he's seven. He's like, my friend Teddy says that when you die, your life flashes before your eyes. I'm like, your friend Teddy is macabre. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's morbid. And so then like, there, there are a lot of flashback moments. Yeah. And they're always of them running through the sprinklers. She's, she's in, in like this peasant dress. Which is like, peasant and dress. Her tits are hanging out, basically. Those are his flashbacks. Oh, God. It was great. And she's what? Oh, I was laughing so, so hard. Those oh, were, my those God. Those were the sweet memories of their life. <laughs> the sweet memories of her tits. And then they had Gerard Butler shaved, and we were like, oh, you need the beard. Oh, no, put that beard back on. <laughs> put that beard back on, please. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so great. But yeah, I think we're done talking about it. Uh, well, we hit the big points, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. I think my only one thing, like, I, I really didn't like the writing of this. Oh, dear. I did think that there was a lot of unnecessarily weird racist yeah. bits in it. Mm-hmm. Not overtly, mm-hmm. but, like, subtle bits of racism. Yeah. That I didn't like. That were very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a scene at the end of the movie when he's trying to convince the pilot to let them on the plane. Yeah. And they do make, like... Uh, just like finally the pilot's like yeah come on I'm like yeah but maybe you should ask the other people in the plane mm. like and I think that would have shown <laughs> your phone's really angry at you <laughs> I think that you would have shown the greater good it could have potentially shown the greater goodness of the world where right. if they did have a moment where they sat down with the other people in the plane yeah. they're like Okay, these people are desperate. They want to go. Right. But we might not have enough fuel to take. Mm. It might be too heavy. Mm-hmm. Do we risk everybody's life to take this family? Right. Do we just take the child? Or do we say no altogether? And you could have had these people be like, it's okay. We're going to try to save as many people as possible, mm. even if at the cost of our own lives. Well, I believe in ruthless calculus. <laughs> save my kid first <laughs> and only. Yeah, I, 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 w- I would have voted to save the child and, nope. and Anora and Gerard <laughs> Butler can go fend for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're yeah. A yeah, I'll take the kid for sure. Kid doesn't weigh that much. No. No. I'll take the fucking kid. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stop there because if I go... Okay, into... one more thing about Gerard <laughs> Butler's character arc. Here we go. Okay, so at first, you know, he leaves the little girl and her mom. Yes. You know, the thing we argued about. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, you... Go. You, it's you, practical. You, yeah, hit the kid. Yeah. Yep. You don't run over the kid. You leave her with her mom. Just, it's a good thing. You gotta just threaten him with the car. Just... 
<laughs> hey, if you don't get out of my fucking way, I will run you down. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But anyway, so that's what he does. That yeah. That's his yes. character. That's where he's at. Yes. Meanwhile, an hour and a half later, there's a guy about to burn alive in a car that's yes. on fire. And he's like, no, I'm going to stop, run out into this meteor shower yes. where these fire debris are coming down on me in order to pull this guy out of a car that will explode. <laughs> and he ends up burning his entire like right side in order to save this guy. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not a character arc, and that is not something he would have ever have done. My joke of that was, I was like, oh, that must be the person you cheated on Anora with. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it, it, in the way the movie I feel like the literary language of the film mm-hmm. is like that's the moment when he's proven to Enora that he's a good person now. But that's never been what no. his problem no, was. No, his problem was he cheated on it her. It wasn't like he had a lack of humanity and mm-hmm. he's learned how to care for his fellow man. After murdering someone. If anything. Especially his, you don't learn that after murdering someone. His problem, if anything, was that he loved his fellow man too much and <laughs> had sex with it. <laughs> like that didn't make sense because mm-hmm. like because after he pulls the person out of the car, there is a shot of her being like, Oh, my oh, hero. He is a good man. Yeah. I should definitely forgive him for what I drove him to do. <laughs> 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 do you want to hear what other people had to say about this movie? Sure. This movie was, uh, it pissed me off. It pissed me off royal. Yeah. Uh, again, disaster movies, I, I it's a weird thing to say, but disaster movies should be fun. They should be. I mean, there was that one that you keep uh, saying was called The Wave, I think. You keep saying the wave, it was made it was in, in Norway. It was either made in Norway or Sweden, so it has subtitles. That wasn't fun, necessarily. That one was not fun, but it did everything right, and yes. it was good, and it got heavy. Yeah. And I was like, I this would, is a really I would highly good rec- I would highly recommend yeah. that movie if, for yeah. anyone. I was like, this one got really good. Dante's Peak is fun, <laughs> even though people are dying. Yeah. It, there's a fine balance there of what makes a really fun, great disaster you movie. You want to show the disaster porn elements of it. Yes. You want to. You got to see those famous landmarks being blown the wrong way. I was so pissed (laughs) that I rewound the movie because I was like, "Wait a second! Look at this picture of the Eiffel Tower. Based on where the the meteor hit, the Eiffel Tower should be leaning the other way." (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you got to see those shots of like famous locales. Mm But uh, France got two shots, though. They, yeah, they they one of the Notre, the Notre Dame and the Eiffel Tower. I guess Tower. they're saying because, like, France, I guess, got hit. Had, it yeah. didn't get hit down. Yeah, because they kept saying it would hit Europe. But it's crazy. But, but you want to be safe in Greenland? But, yeah, Greenland's not that. You're actually yeah, getting closer. You're like, getting closer. That's why I was like, just stay in Canada. It seems the furthest away from all yeah, this. Yeah, they, they say it's going to hit Western Europe. So let's yeah. go. Let's travel east closer? towards Western Europe. But also what's crazy about that, too, is that impact mm-hmm. now we're really getting into the nitty-gritty okay. here that impact mm-hmm. was supposed to be clark which is the name of right. the comic that was the uh, after arthur c clark <laughs> it's true <laughs> this is according to the trivia okay but that was supposed to be the extinction level comet mm-hmm. yeah but the impact crater is not that nope, big it's not whereas florida has a huge fucking hole in it <laughs> yeah California is gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, but the Eiffel Tower still stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the crater hit right, right beside it, like three miles away. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, in Notre Dame is like has yeah. one of its like turrets or whatever yeah. those things are called. It's you wouldn't be able down. to recognize anything. If Florida has a hole in it, Florida has a hole in it. <laughs> so like, France should be gone. Yeah, gone. Like, gone. <laughs> this shouldn't be anything there. No. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, here we go. 
This first one's from Huang Pao. Mm -hmm. He says he is 68 years old, and this is the worst movie I've (laughs) ever seen in my life. Wow. He says, I give this a minus 400 out of 10. (laughs) It is like watching a slow-moving train wreck. You watch just hoping it may improve, but no, it sinks to the next lower level and keeps going until rock bottom. Well, it's not that bad. That's... That's a bit extreme. That feels a bit harsh. I've watched way worse movies. I think my problem, I think I said this too, this movie would be better if it were worse. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad enough to be like fun in like the core kind of way or a day after tomorrow. Dante's Peak. But it's not good enough to be a good movie either. It kind of isn't a weird neither nor Mm -hmm. area. I mean, we're laughing about it and there are ridiculous things about it, but overall I think it's almost... Too boring for a disaster movie. Yeah, it's too boring. Yeah. I like that, like, late, early 2000s, late 90s yeah. feel, where it was just dumb. Yeah, just dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. was DJ Quails or whatever his name is, you gotta have him with his Pop-Tarts right. and Zenith per- Exactly. Tapes, like, all that dumb crap going yeah. on. All right, this person, Kamel, says it needs structure. <laughs> Dear Hollywood execs and gatekeepers, I know you're bored of structure and get anxious when you read online comments. Oh, I'm sure Hollywood is really anxious. Oh, I'm sure they give a rat's ass what you think. Oh, someone put me on blast on Twitter. (laughs) We better change our model. (laughs) Where people say they hate structure and grew tired of it. I'm here to say that after watching this movie, please stop abandoning the structure. As seen by Tenet, we don't need a full-on hero's journey with beat the cat structure, which I think they mean save the cat structure. Yeah. You don't beat the cat. No, why would you <laughs> beat, beat a cat? cat? Like, no <laughs> dog has ever died in any movie. Well, you don't trying... kill the animals. The whole point of save the cat <laughs> is that you're showing your hero do something good. good. Yeah. So you, you follow So them. you don't want to follow a hero that's like, oh, let's beat this cat to death. I love my wife and kids. Boof! Kicks the cat. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, this movie starts as if it were going to be a character-driven movie, but quickly evolves, or devolves, I suppose, into a plot-driven one. Oh, God. Oh, this God. This becomes a plot-driven. I don't want a plot-driven disaster movie. And suddenly the protagonist gets muddled, fixes that, but by repeating the previous beats and adding story elements that were not properly set up. Now, I do kind of agree. I, I The person, what they're saying here is kind of confusing, but from what I'm deducing from what they're saying... <laughs> I do think that's what we're saying where this movie should have been called Blockade. It was like one blockade. Yeah. It was like they kept falling into the same situation. Yeah. Twice they blow up a, a yep. plane. Yeah. You know, like, it's like the same kind of yep. thing kind of keeps happening over and over again. And uh, and then, like, story elements that aren't set up properly. Like, yeah. Like how the, the, the lottery just kind of gets abandoned at some point. Yeah, it like, does. It just doesn't even matter. No. Nope. Like, oh, yeah, we got plenty of supplies. If you made yeah. it, you're in. If you in. made it, you're in. <laughs> uh, do I sound like a know-it-all? I'm not. I got bored watching this movie, and when I started to think why, these were all the logical reasons I came up with. Yeah. I wish I could say, it's still a well-made disaster popcorn flick, so do I. But for anyone who watched The Day After Tomorrow, <laughs> it'd be almost an insult to call this movie that. Not recommended. <laughs> I don't sound like that when I'm talking about disaster movies, do I? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I better not. Uh, then we got some good ones. We got Realistic Masterpiece from Dominilanic. Says, Realistic, you say? <laughs> I don't understand why some comments here refer to <laughs> refer to the <laughs> repetitive standard disaster movie layout. This is a movie about an impact from space, so of course the elements used are going to be similar than those in previous space rock movies. It's like making another Jaws movie and complaining about sharks being in it. 
This one was done, however, with few but very efficient and convincing effects. I seldomly consider a film good enough to merit a 10, but this one is outstanding. What? Two hours of solid entertainment what? done on the fraction of the budget of many other disaster movies. Absolutely brilliant. What? I don't think it's brilliant. I don't, I don't no, think so. no. I'm uh, going to disagree with that. But yeah, I, I, I think ultimately, um, does it deserve a sequel? Yeah, to kill the rest of the people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did think it would be hell. Like, I I like, there was a part where, like. Well, there was one point where we were like, this is uh, almost exactly like Fallout. Four, yes. Where you're chosen to be in the bunkers when the bombs come down. See, that would be but fun. they end up like experimenting on you. Yeah. You know, and then when you finally do come out, it's pocus apocalyptic and it's, you know, creepy as hell. I, I think that would be more fun, but it's obviously not the movie they were no. making. I mean, they did have people having like a Bacchanalian party mm-hmm. on top of a roof celebrating the end oh, of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that would not be me. That would be hell. I oh, my God. Not... A party? Yeah. No, yeah, thank no you. fucking thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But, I mean, ultimately, I don't think the movie was good enough to be good or bad enough to be good. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of okay. I guess it was fine. I mean, yeah. you know, there's some... There it was fine. Moment. I was moments. a little bit disappointed, but I, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, and I really wish the ending would have stopped at that one one spot. Yeah. Because had it stopped at that one spot, I would have been like, this movie's amazing. Can we blow it? I mean... No, no. we can't blow it. Because I do want to talk about that, but... It's, it's too new to blow that ending. Okay. Too new. Okay. Too new. Too new. Too new. But anyway, uh, piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Next week, we will be watching. Hold on. I think I'm delaying this. Hmm. Actually, now that I think about it, because Loki is coming out. Oh, we're watching that. I think we should watch Loki. So we were going to do Castlevania, but I think we're going to do Loki. Yeah. And then we can do Castlevania. And actually, mm-hmm. I had a request from someone that maybe we should do a whole anime month. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't really know enough about anime to know where to go. Well, with we'll that, just but... we'll just pick what's on uh, Crunchyroll. Yeah. Okay. Whatever yeah. they're advertising for that week. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Because we're going with every TV yeah. show ever made. So every TV show whatever. ever made. So. I don't really know much about anime, so we might, might as well. We might get into some weird stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's what we need. Maybe, Maybe. we can find some hidden gems. That's the point, right? That's whole po- the whole point of this podcast. Is to find is a good to, pilot. Is to find something good. and we. Yeah. Oh, speaking of good pilots... Mm. That that pilot that they got in uh, Greenland was a damn good pilot. He was, a, he was the wedge Antilles of this he film. He was a damn good pilot. We're not, we're not going to mm-hmm. not do this podcast and not have a Star Wars reference. Exactly. <laughs> Anakin. What? 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 What was that? Who said that? <laughs> but anyway, uh, but in the meantime, uh, I mean, like, uh, do I recommend people to watch Greenland? Uh, I guess if you have nothing better to watch. Yeah. And, you know, don't yeah. run out. But it's free. Don't buy it. If yeah, don't, don't buy it. Don't pay for it. Don't rent it. No. Wait, you can be patient. Yeah. Like, if you don't have HBO, just wait till it's on something else. Like yeah. Like Netflix I'm or I'm sure Amazon. it will be they, soon. They all flip-flop around anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. Or if you can get a free trial to HBO. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. other things on HBO you can watch. It's worth it for a week, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So, <laughs> the Friends Reunion. Ugh, no thank you. <laughs> No, thank you. But anyway, uh, in the meantime, that's what we're going to do. And next week, we'll be back with Loki. Mm-hmm. So. Fun times. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.